0: Stand by for action.
1: Everybody. Welcome to the Punk Dill I Die Podcast, starring, of course, Tom and Neil. Neil, hello.
2: Hello, Tom. Yeah, we uh it was a it was a bit of a weird day, right? Because things didn't go quite as smoothly as planned. But uh no. we got a good episode coming up for you, everybody.
1: So so here's the thing. We got a chance to talk to you know, I I I I mentioned it at the end, I think. I don't know if we're still recording or not, but you know, it's any chance we get to say that we're Talking to somebody who played on one of the greatest punk records of all time, it's always a thrill, right?
2: Right, definitely. Like, yeah, it's a living legend, for God's sake. I mean, legend, legendary status, I don't know, that's it's kind just, of weird, right? It's just right? A but normal
1: it, dude. Well, it's funny, you know, we kind of talked about this. These dudes make these records, these legendary records, 40 years ago, and then they just sort of, you know, they're still pretty regular dudes, most of them, so.
2: Yeah. No, it's, that's very true. Yeah, <laughs> and he couldn't have been more down-to-earth and more cool, so... Uh. Yeah,
1: Yeah. so yeah, okay, Punk. Die 77 at gmail, punk.die facebook group, blah blah blah, we were about to record with original Blitz bassists and a bunch of other bands, Mackie Neil Mackey McLennan.
2: McLennan, yeah, Neil Mackey McLennan. Which
1: is yeah. funny, you know, we've had multiple Neils on before, and it, I guess it always goes okay, huh?
2: Yeah, I think it's a think lot it's, of Neils.
1: Yeah. He even spells it the same way as you. He does,
2: but he spells but, it the correct way, yes. <laughs>
1: But ten minutes before we were supposed to go on, I got a call for work.
2: Ah, yeah,
1: and I had to take off. And 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 uh, Mackey was on a little bit of a limited schedule. He was very generous with his time, but he was on a little bit of a limited schedule. So I kind of jump in late, and you'll hear it when I come in. Obviously, um, this was probably going to be a kind of a Neil heavy episode anyway, because this is definitely I'm definitely a huge fan of the first Blitz album, but I don't I, I'm not as knowledgeable about it as Neil, so I was. Like I said, this is probably going to be his baby anyway. So anyway, yeah. I hope you hope you enjoy. I don't. I don't know, Neil. Is there anything else we need
2: to say in this intro? Um, I don't think so. But that's why, so at the beginning, I'm blabbing a little bit because I've never done an introduction before, as you know. Tom missed, always uh, does, Neil, Tom does. the intros. I'm,
1: Neil, I'm Neil's security blanket. <laughs> well, and you know, it's funny because this wouldn't have worked if it would have been, you know, some bands are more of my out some bears than yours. So, like for example, if this would have been Joe Queer or something, it would have probably. Oh not
2: God, worked, yes. You know? Yeah, I would so have. I would have canceled. <laughs>
1: But, yeah uh, once again just a lovely guy real generous with his time funny guy you know no pretense at all yeah and uh yeah so and listen crank it up and enjoy
2: yeah enjoy everybody so yeah so I do a little bit of a of a bad introduction at the beginning maybe a, be a, a little
1: a little re- might be a little redundant but that's all right. you know what neil it's taken me four years to get to the point I am with the intros, and my intros still usually suck. So don't don't uh, feel too bad about
2: it. Yeah, it was good practice, I guess, if someone like this ever happens again. Anyway, everybody enjoy, go. enjoy go solo. the episode. Good practice for
1: when you go solo.
2: Yeah, when you get tired of me and just ditch me for all the controversial <laughs> things.
1: <laughs> no, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna go till we die. You know, Warren Buffett came out recently and said. I hate to say it, but these young workers—they're never going to be able to retire. They to have to work till they die, and that's us, Neil. I don't think I'm going to go to the sewer till I die, well, but because, I think we're uh, going to be punk till we die, right? Punk
2: till we die—that's exactly it. So, All with right. that, let's uh, yeah enjoy without, the episode, everybody. Without, without further ado, Mackie from Blitz. All right, welcome to Punk Till I Die. I think this is episode two fifty-two. Um, got a very special guest today. Now. This is a bit unusual, because Tom, obviously, who is normally my co-host, he actually got called into work, and normally we would delay until he gets home, but we have a guest on who's uh, in, an, in another country, so um, don't want to keep him up too late, so I'm going to take this one on myself for a bit until, uh, until Tom can join us, hopefully, later on. So uh, anyway, joining us today, we have another Neil. This is uh, actually Neil McLennan from uh, you. Ev- or all you guys would know him probably from Blitz, the best, right? Hey Neil, how are you doing today?
0: Hi Neil, how are you doing, pal?
2: I'm doing. I'm, do- I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Um, I-, I, love,
0: I love the accent,
2: mate. That, yeah, I'm all over the place, right? Because I've lived. That's here- a
0: right matchup, isn't
2: it? Yeah, it is, <laughs> right? Yeah, I've lived here for 40, 40 plus years now. I think Oh like that. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, but yeah, but you're fr- okay. So you're still in New Mills, right? I am, yeah, yeah. Have
0: not not travelled very far at all.
2: <laughs> so, um, for the for all our American listeners, um, do you want to tell them where New Mills is exactly?
0: Uh, New Mills is in Derbyshire. Um, it's a little town. Um, I would say it's about twenty miles, 15, 20 miles from Manchester's the nearest city. So, when yeah, yep. when, in, when you're in bands, you say you're in Manchester band. Right nobody's heard of us in the sticks so
2: yeah it's like it's like a little bit southeast of manchester right i think
0: yeah yeah you've got stockport and then you've got buxton and we're in between that in the peak district so
2: see that's funny man i saw um buxton used to feel like the end of the world to me i've coming from liverpool with, i saw Echo and the bunny Man do something in buxton once and it it felt no like... way.
0: sorry did, did you go to the one in pavilion gardens
2: i did yeah pavilion the one in gardens did... yeah
0: yeah there's a video of it in there
2: yeah there is there is um okay. I actually got my picture in the NME in that one, I'm in the crowd, you can see me in the crowd, but um, I was going to say it felt like Buxton took forever, it it seemed like hours, but you know, it was only probably like 15 miles or something.
0: (laughs) For me, it's 20, 25 minutes, and town is about, driving is about 40 minutes, so it's probably you know the first time you go somewhere and you yeah. haven't been before. it seems like miles done it oh god country roads and fields and
2: well it, it was yeah. funny it was funny that because i think that that gig that bunnyman gig was like in january or february it was in the middle of of winter and uh it was fine in Liverpool, but up in Buxton, it was like thick snow on the ground. It was like a whole other country, you know. That's
0: Buxton for you, mate. Yeah. And it was cold, colder, they say, don't they?
2: So, so, okay, so actually, so this is going to be a funny one. See if you remember this. So before Blitz, yeah, I'm hearing that you were in a band called Excess Rhythm. Is this true?
0: That's true, yeah. Um, when we first called The Rhythm, that was the first band I was in. Uh, we used to practice at New Mills and six Farm. <laughs> one, of the guys, one of the guys, Mick Towers, he was in the sixth form and they were looking for a bass player. And I couldn't really play, but, you know, I desperately wanted to be in a band. So I joined them, uh, replacing Lloyd Cole, of all people. Oh, wow. <laughs> he, he went to New Mill's sixth form and then he left to go to Glasgow. Hmm. But, um, yeah, he, he was actually in the rhythm before I was. So Wow. Yeah.
2: That's cool. So, and I'm hearing that you guys did a cover of uh, Summer Lovin'" from Greece. Is this true?
0: Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Actually, that, that's actually pretty cool. I don't mind how that do at you know all. That?
0: That's funny.
2: <laughs> um, all right. Well, the way, how I know that is because a friend of mine, actually another English guy who lives in LA, Mick Bladder from Bladder, Bladder, yeah, Bladder. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Him, and he said his friend Alex, um, yeah. Alex Creeth, I guess, used to, yeah. he said he saw you guys somewhere in New Mills, he said, or something playing.
0: Yeah, I I vaguely know uh, Mick. I spoke to him online a few times. I know Alex a little bit, but I knew his brother Jim, Jim Creef. They're in bands in Stockport. I think they were called The Curse, like a kind of gothy. Yeah, Stockport. Band.
2: That's right. They're from Stockport. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So that wasn't that wasn't bullshit he was telling. Yeah, me.
0: We, did, right. we did we did do a cover of that. Yeah.
2: So okay, so so what kind of stuff were you listening to then, and what made you leave uh, Excess Rhythm and uh, and Form Blitz? What was the, what was the deal behind that?
0: Well, we're we're into like the standard punk stuff, you know, of the day. Really, we did we did covers, we did Teenage Kicks, and we mm-hmm. did some of his own stuff, uh, kind of tongue in cheek, and you know, just learning the way. But you know, as bands do, uh, into band politics, and they, we all split up, and then. I think Nidge and Carl, who were in the band then, uh, wanted to do something. They got another drummer. Uh, he didn't work out. And then Nidge asked me if I wanted to do it, and I said, yeah. And then we went to Buxton because we heard about this drummer, Charlie, who was a good drummer. We went up to him, uh, and he, like, bashed the drums in his bedroom. <laughs> you know, he was playing, like, playing along to Discharge, so we thought, yeah, okay. You know, D-beat stuff and whatever. Yeah, what he can keep
2: up with that, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and then we went to the pub and, like, sealed the deal. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: okay, so you're listening to just the regular stuff back then, right? Okay. Yes.
0: The Clash, Stiff Little Fingers, The Roots, Upstart. Yeah. I mean, we'd, we'd been to, like, first wave bands, but we were really what I call second wave, which was, like, Upstart, Stiff Little Fingers. I thought that was more second wave, you know, The Roots. Yeah. Obviously, it's, got your clash and your pistols, and then after that, yeah, it's, so I it's, think third wave was us.
2: It's it's funny that, isn't it? It's like because you're still because you're talking like a, a difference of like two years, perhaps. Which now, looking back, is nothing, right? But yeah. back then, it was everything. Back then, that oh, two God. years yeah. was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: definitely but th- yeah those were the bands we looked up to i i we always i always say that we aspired well i personally did to sound like stiff little fingers that's yeah. what i thought it would be like
2: well i get well, i get i get that completely because inflammable material would probably just come out right as you were forming yeah
0: yeah yeah massive, massive influence
2: yeah for sure um all right so uh so you form blitz and then uh, am i right in saying that um you sent a demo cassette to Gary Bushell or something is is that is that how you got signed
0: and stuff Yeah well Bushell he wanted um cassettes and stuff we used to read all the music papers as you did back in the day Yep and uh, we sent we got a few reject uh, reject tapes we sent to uh Rough Trade mm-hmm. they, they didn't like as they said they didn't think we were furrowing our own path you know
2: <laughs> Yeah they were a bit too uh a bit too arty farty by, yeah, by then were they? True. yeah
0: yeah, I forget who the others were. Maybe, maybe part of Cherry Red, but then No Future put the advert in Sounds. You know what in what in punk bands. Um, so we sent the the demo tape that we'd just done. We'd done it in Stockport in Hologram Studios, just the four tracks that made up the All Out right Attack EP. We sent them off as they were. You know, really raw, as you, as you know, I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Chris Berry said, "Yeah, yeah, what well, I put these out exactly as they are." I don't want you to redo them. Do some artwork, and you can be the first release on on our label. So, now were they
2: based in London or were they based somewhere else? New, New no, future. Malvin. Malvin. Okay. Well, is that yeah, Wilshire something?
0: Yeah. Yeah, we didn't meet them until we actually did Voice of a Generation. We'd only spoke on the phone, and you know, which back then was like be in at six, and I'll ring you. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Kind of but I mean, he photocopied some kind of deal you know we'd get 50 percent of sales or something you know he didn't have us we weren't as band, right but we, we trusted each other and it was like you know do a single and then he'd ring up well that's gone well do you want to do an album you know and that's just how it was a lot of trust involved yeah yeah and they, they were great with us
2: and this is what 81 right
0: it's got to be 80 yeah yes. we started about 79
2: so are you are you the same age as me or you're a bit older i'm, I'm 60 i'm what older, are you? Yeah. What yeah,
0: six. Yeah, yeah. I'm
2: 64. Oh, 64. Okay, okay. So you were, man. You were the age then. You could have seen the first wave bands, you know. Yeah, I
0: saw the, the, the Clash and everything. and everything. Yeah, Banshees at uh, Clash at Bellevue. You know the famous one. Yeah. That they always show on telly. Yeah, Did, that I never saw the Pistols originally.
2: Yeah, that, that was going to be my question because I, I saw the I saw the Clash and stuff. I was, you know, I saw that Buzzcocks, obviously, and the Banshees and stuff. But I didn't see yeah. the I didn't see the Pistols and I didn't see yeah. X Ray Specs. There was some two I. Eyes. Never,
0: I didn't, you know, I didn't get the chance, you know, less of free trade all and, yep. you know, stuff like that. I wasn't really on my radar then. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mistakes, but the Clash, yeah, that was that was the first. They were a massive influence. So, were you in Manchester Plus, a lot? Yeah, that was for gigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we didn't, uh, go, we didn't dream of going the other way, you know, Derby or Sheffield. It was Manchester. You know, everything's.
2: Yeah, everything was Manchester. Um, yeah. Because I went to I was at I was at school and I was at school in Manchester from like eighty one to eighty five. So I knew I knew Manchester pretty well back then. It's so different now, but um, I oh, knew yeah. it pretty well back then. Piccadilly Records and shit was it was uh, it was a great place for music. Fuck.
0: yeah, fantastic, awesome. Yeah, all right. Always, the Go gigs ahead. gigs always have the edge. If you remember, well, you know when you went to gigs, there was always an edge of you know, am I going to get home from here?
2: Yeah. Well, there was Which, well there was in Liverpool too. Liverpool was pretty much the same way, but uh, yeah, yeah, depending. Depe-
0: From Liverpool, then
2: yeah, just on the outskirts yeah, I'm on the world. Yeah,
0: you've got a bit of mank in there, and then you obviously got American in there, so
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little bit of everything, really. All right, yeah. so I've I've always wanted to ask this, and it's not insulting really, but I never saw a punk band where the where the uh, one of the main guys was so happy to have a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looks, like, it looks like Nidge used to be a soul boy or something and then decided to be, be in a pop well, band or something.
0: I mean, <laughs> our sort of initial upbringing, we lived in the same time, me and Nidge. We went through primary school and secondary school together. So we'd been mates, you know, all through it all. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose uh, my first, like, introduction to music would be like, you know, bands of the time, like Slade, was the first band they ever saw. But my brother was into soul. He was into northern soul. And, you know, I still love northern soul. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember Nidge particularly being a soul boy. He was more like into T-Rex and, you know, stuff like that. But I don't know. I think the Tash, right, my (laughs) theory is about the Tash. Because, you know, when you go in a pub and you want to get served and you're about Oh, he looks
2: right. He thinks he looks older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I can grow a Tash, look, facial hair. So (laughs) serve me, you know.
2: In the band, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't, like, hold him down and make him get rid of it. Um, <laughs> it wasn't um, surprisingly punky, was it?
0: It, it? it takes some holding down.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Charlie had one as well, you know, briefly.
2: Yeah. Oh, he did? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. On some of those pictures, I can remember the two of them got mustaches. I'm like, wow, that's really unusual for a punk band. I, that time.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know if it's from the sticks or what it was, but, yeah, my theory is, you know, you, you go and see in a an 18 film... Oh, you're going to try and get served in a pub, you know. If you've got a little bit of bum fluff on your top lip, yeah.
2: you're in. Aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> for all our American listeners, yeah, you get served at 18 in England officially. But yeah, if you had if you had a little fake mustache, yeah, you might be able to get served <laughs> at 16. It's entirely possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I tell you what. Let's let's put in a song. Let's put in the first one um, you picked. Uh, uh, Raises in the night. I believe that was your second single, right? That was from the second single
0: yeah all that attack was first that was four track and then razors and never surrender and yeah, um, yeah i just love it i mean the intro and everything you know it, it was great yeah i loved it you know sometimes you think yeah you know when you've written a song i, I don't know have you been in bands neil I yeah i have yet? yeah 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 you know when you get that feeling that buzz like oh yeah
2: this is a good one done, yeah
0: we've done some here
2: <laughs> yeah all right well let's uh let's listen to this yeah this is so uh blitz razors in the night First one from Blitz there tonight, that's uh, Blitz Razors in the Night and the second single. So did you know almost immediately uh, that you guys were onto something good?
0: No. No, I'd be lying if I said I did. We knew... I don't know. I mean, I feel like a lot of bands, you know, when they get in a room, four of them feel like they've got a chemistry. Yeah. you get countless bands saying that, you know, they said, you know, we got the drummer in, that was the final piece. But I think... I've had that, you know, with a few bands since then. I think that's just a band thing, when you're all cooking and, you know, on the same page. But I, th- I think we knew, you know, we were confident enough to do a demo and send it out, and I thought, you know, I, I didn't think, oh, yeah, he's going to jump at the chance, but I thought, well, we it's good enough. You know, this is good enough to be heard.
2: Yeah. Well, plus, I mean, there were so so many bands, you know, at 79, 80, so many bands coming out that, uh, you know, you, you certainly stood out from above from above the rest. I mean, even in Manchester, I, I can remember there were so many bands, right? Uh,
0: well, yeah. even even in New Mills, there was, there was always an Attack and Violators. You know, these three bands, so, you know, in a, in a tiny little town. So, I w- I was going to ask
2: you about Attack. So uh, that was actually next on my list, funnily enough. Um, it's is it your brother or sister who was in Attack?
0: My sister, yeah, You're my sister. sister and brother-in-law.
2: Okay. So
0: yeah, for the, Lindsay played drums. So for,
2: the, so, for those that don't know, um, if you ever get, if you ever wished there was more than one uh, classic Blitz album uh, <laughs> doing doing that same kind of music, uh, yeah. listen to Attack A T T A K. Right, no C. Um, yeah. They have they have one album out. I can't remember what it was called. Was it something about Zombies? The, zombies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. And it sounds just like first to first blitz album <laughs> i mean yeah. it do- i mean it does i mean it's good you know don't get me wrong it's good but it's so funny that yeah coming from the same town and they they sound just like uh just like blitz but uh, so were you involved with them at all did you help them with songwriting or anything like that
0: no not really only involved in so far as um you know we're, we were we were still living at home we would be 17 18 19 miss, me and my sister
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh and then you know her boyfriend gary he eventually moved in so um yeah i know i never helped him we, we always to share gear yeah uh, equipment rather yeah. um we also share equipment and the, sh- the same practice room with the violators as well and helen who sang for the violators was my girlfriend and she lived oh. with us as well so it was all a very incestuous kind of <laughs>
2: Were you in a big house or something? (laughs) Big farmhouse or something? No,
0: no. it sounds like some kind of punk squat thing, doesn't it? It wasn't.
2: Or like Emmerdale Farm or something, I don't know.
0: (laughs) More like that, yeah. Like a council house in New Mills. It it wasn't, you know, Dial House or... I'm trying to think of the famous New York one, but it's gone from my memory.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, talking of Dial House, did you ever go down there and visit with the
0: Crass guys? I didn't, no, no, no. Because it seems no, like it, was, it seems like
2: there was always some kind of not conflict, but there was always like a some kind of difference between the or the oi street punk guys and the uh, and Crass and the uh, anarcho guys. I don't know if there was ever yeah, any. No,
0: you you weren't really allowed to cross over then, which is bizarre now, isn't it? Yeah. But you know, if you're into like the street punk stuff and stiff little fingers, roots, upstarts, you weren't really going to be into Crass or Flux or any of them. Although we did, you know, we did like them. Yeah. You know, but it was kind of ooh, I don't know. There, there wasn't the crossover, which is mad, in it now because it's all coming from the same place.
2: Yeah, it's all, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's all from the same place. I can't remember who was. It was it Special Duties who did a song about Crass. I think it was right. It it was yeah.
0: Is it bullshit Crass? Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I used to know those a little bit. They put us on. Oh yeah. Um, is it Steve? Steve Duty? I'm sure. not actually sure, but sure. Yeah, we, we used to know those a little bit. Yeah.
2: All right, so after the first two singles, so then you start recording the uh, the classic album, right? Of course. So um, where
0: did you record that? Uh, that was at Strawberry. We'd done the demos at, um, what was that? Yellow 2, I think, in Stockport, which was Strawberry Studios' his famous studio.
2: That's in Stockport as well, right? Yeah, Joy yeah. Division. Yeah, Martin Russian, right, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joy Division, obviously the biggest one in, like, punk post-punk circle, yeah. but they did... You know, 10cc and Sad Cafe and, you know, it was top of the range, 24-track recording studio.
2: I think Pleasant Dreams by the Ramones. I think they recorded that, a
0: strawberry. Really? Yeah,
2: yeah. uh, The guy from 10cc produced it, yeah.
0: No way. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. There is, you can go on a tour, which I did think of doing. You know, there's a tour around it and, you know, a bit of a talk, which would have been good. But, yeah, we went into um, Yellow 2, which was their sister studio, which was only was it 16 track hmm. uh, we demoed some stuff in there and then we went we went into strawberry so yeah that was like the proper big studio you know you're in your room on your own wasn't all bashing it out in one bit that's why you know i believe a lot of people just what i'm reading prefer the rawness of all our attack and maybe razors because you know going into strawberry is a step up so it's going to yeah. be cleaner the drums are going to be bigger yep you know, Nidge never really liked the production on it. Always wanted to do it again. Hmm. You know, let's go somewhere else and, and bash it out. But, I mean, it is what it is. It's of the time. If you listen to it and listen to other stuff that was recorded in early 80s, that it, it sounds like that's when it was done.
2: Yeah. No, I get I get that. And it is... When you guys didn't know when you were doing it at the time, obviously, but it was the standard of street punk. I mean, it's a fantastic, fantastic album that stood for like forty years now, right? Shit, yeah. Well, well, okay. So, who who did all the songwriting? Was it all of you, or was it just you and
0: Nige, or what? It was mainly Carl and Nige. Carl did all the lyrics. None of us. None of us. Carl was, um, let's say, a little bit more not intelligent than us, but bit more gifted in that department. You know, he was a bit more educated, a bit more studious. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of down for us. I always thought Carl, cause you know, he'd, he'd had a proper education and he'd done six form. We hadn't, you know, okay, we just,
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: we just pissed about and tried to get through school. But yeah, Carl did the lyrics. Nidge did the music mainly. I did some of it. Um, some of the songs were like, you know, the baseline songs I say, like,
2: yeah,
0: maybe, um, Nation on fire or yep. um, bleed or something like that, you know, come from me. But yeah, we all contributed. You know, nobody said to Charlie do that. You know, he's, you know, it is. You get in a room and you've got an idea, thrash it out and. So when getting...
2: you so, so when you were in there, did the did the producer get involved too much, or was this just stuff you'd played in your live set, and it was just a matter
0: of putting it down on uh, putting it down on tape? I'm gonna say that in uh, Strawberry, uh, Tim Harris, who went on to play bass after I'd left Blitz, um, had a few ideas, you know, which he would suggest, but it was only like, oh, why don't you try this? You know, you know there was no like, oh, that shit, you know. He just wanted the best, then <laughs> he'd say, yeah. oh, why don't you try this at the intro or, you know, yeah. stuff like that. But, you know, if it had started coming out with anything else, we'd have just blown him away, really.
2: Yeah, gone and done some somewhere else, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, seeing as we're talking about it, let's play a track from uh, from Voice of a Generation. Uh, you picked Propaganda. Now, why, why did you pick this one?
0: Uh, Propaganda's, um, I think, the best song we did lyrically. Mm. I think Carl really pulled it out of the bag on that one. Um, um, a previous band to the one I'm in now, Epic Problem, we did a cover of it, which I always liked, and it's three chords three-card punk rock but it's you know i think the lyrics make it it's a catchy chorus yeah yeah most like everything on it yeah yeah um
2: all right so let's listen to that so this is blitz with propaganda Okay, second one from blitz tonight there that was uh that was propaganda of a uh, voice of a generation so you've just recorded and that sold really well i'm assuming right i mean it's still selling today i mean it's still a fucking classic album today so uh i'm assuming that yeah. Neil future were very happy with it right
0: yeah yeah i don't know how many it sold i mean you know the all-out attack sold and they repressed that and that kept selling and you know the um the album sold and got into the charts. I think it was, was it tw- 22 or 18? It must have been into the top 20 album charts because it was in the rundown. I didn't hear it, but somebody heard it. That's amazing. You know, yeah. it was Mike Reed or somebody who says, I, I don't know anything about this band. Hmm. You know, in with a bullet at whatever, number 18 or 19 or something. But it was for one week because all the guys who were waiting for it who read sounds and said, oh, it's coming out, you know, August the 5th or whenever it was all rushed out and bought it so it went right up because we had good distribution you know no future They had like the cartel which was rough trade and cherry red and you know so you you were gonna chart and it charted for one week and then it dropped like a stone but as like you say i stole sold steadily oh yes yeah.
2: and i think i think bushel gave it five stars didn't he in sounds yeah from what i remember
0: yeah bushel was always he always loved us to be fair mm mm-hmm. And he, he gets bad press but I mean I think anyone in the media does don't they you know they de- they're there to be shot down aren't they but I mean he, we went to London we recorded um, he asked us to go on the i album. We, we recorded on that we, I think we stayed at his house I'm not sure hmm. you know and he, he was nothing but good to us you know he slagged us off when we were shit which was like the last gig we did because he did a real hatchet job you know in sounds I don't know if you ever read it blown blown to blitz or something it said and it it was the last gig we did at the clarendon hmm. you know and he went for the jugular bit there saying "Oh, blitz are acting like fucking superstars now and you know they're getting too big for the boots stuff like that so he wasn't afraid to have a go as well but yeah he definitely gave us a leg up he gave a lot of bands a leg up didn't he
2: sure yeah no, know we definitely didn't but the funny thing is you say that about him slagging you off there in that gig or whatever he also slagged off uh what was the first suburban rebels, the first business album. He fucking gave that like two stars, I think, yeah, which yeah. now again, that's another classic, you know, but it's so funny. to So <laughs> he must've had some kind of fallen out with him, I'm guessing or something. Oh,
0: right. I don't know. I, I mean, he always championed the rejects, didn't he? You know, yeah. he got Percy in to record them and, you know, they're in a top notch studio for great estates.
3: Yeah.
0: You know, so the, it's quite hard to slag him off, you know. Oh no, really. I, yeah, I, know I,
2: I, wouldn't do that. Yeah, he did so much for so many bands. Yeah, it's an, yeah. It's an easy
0: target. It's an easy target. Yeah,
2: yeah. All right. So after <laughs> this is the where well, it gets a bit difficult. This right. So after voice of a generation. Yeah. What makes you decide to go in that completely? opposite direction What well, you didn't you didn't want to do the furrow that same path kind of thing you wanted to change or was there a split in the band or something or what, what yeah. happened there
0: um yeah we, we did that and I think I'm, I'm gonna lay the blame at Carl's feet okay <laughs> he, he always wanted to do other stuff I mean we were, we were into other stuff as well you know we were into joy division oh sure you yeah know, everybody was we yeah, into, yeah. You know, like you said bunny men and stuff yeah. like that and Carl always thought right we've done the punk album now we we want to do something else you know we've we've got that audience but we want to move on because we're not going to get anywhere there you know that that was his way of thinking and that's why um the band fell out we played the Clarendon gig and Carl was set, you know Carl was really pissed and he was acting like a dick and we're coming back and I says you know what what's your fucking problem and he says oh well, you know they just punk rock because it, it doesn't matter oh, and I you was know, they, you know they're, they're your fans they've made you you know what you are which yeah. whatever that is we had a big row um, we had a band meeting the next night I've, I've told this in other interviews but I, I've got to repeat it so uh, we had a band interview and we had a fight in the pub me and Carl so we both got barred from the pub <laughs> Uh, <laughs> actual do. proper fight. I said, you, you know, you behave like a wanker. You know, these yeah. these guys, are, you know, they're our fans. And he's saying, oh no, we're going to move on now. You know, we, and which they did it. I left then. I left after Voice for Generation just before New Age came out. Okay. So I, I bailed by that time. Me and Niz did Rose of Victory, which is a one-off, just to try and keep the name going or something going, but didn't really turn into anything. But yeah, and then Carl, you know, he went on to do his, like, post-punk album, which some people love now. You know, a lot of people have messaged me and they say, you know, that they think that's a classic as well. It's see, different. It's,
2: and see, telling. to me, to me, so, okay, so New Age, I think, was actually a good bridge between yeah. that classic Blitz sound and then what yeah. they went on to become. I don't think that album is actually that good even what i i understand he wants to try something different i think um i understand that but i think that went too far uh the the album i I, I think if you stuck with like the new age kind of thing that sound yeah it was a bit of one a bit of the other i think that would have been good
0: had me and it stuck around that is probably what we would have evolved into you know more kind of i don't know skidzy yeah yep
2: kind of i get that completely yeah yeah very much
0: yeah you know, more like that kind of thing. But, yeah, he, he wanted to do that. And the thing was, Carl uh, got the name. Carl run Chris Berry, and he says, there's been a big split. Mackie's left. Uh, Nidge carried on with New Age a bit, and then Nidge bailed. Uh, uh, but Carl really wanted the name and got him first and got the Blitz name, which, in hindsight, he shouldn't have done. We should have had that. Yeah. You know, we formed the band. Well, it was Nidge, really. It's Nidge's band, really, initially uh and they should have just made a different name you know a different name you know yeah. call themselves i don't know whatever yeah um so
2: yeah i mean it's a it's a little confusing actually because okay so after new age then there was the second album what, what's the second album called i can't even remember what the album's called
0: second empire justice
2: second empire Ju- yeah 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 um yeah. and, and, and then there was another couple say- sorry
0: no no go ahead it does say on that uh, neil bass but that's not me
2: Interesting. But some other guy. So. Some other guy. Yeah, okay. Um and then they did so so there was another couple of singles, telecommunication, which is on that album. And then there's one called Solar, yeah. which doesn't appear to have any members yeah. of the band in it at all. It appears to be just be a producer kind of guy.
0: Yeah, I think I think what it boiled down to in the end, Charlie was with them, but I've spoke to Charlie not too long, just like pre-COVID, we got in touch again. I hadn't spoken to him for years and years uh and charlie was saying you know we should meet up and we did we were gonna meet up uh and we were just chatting about stuff and he says you know that album he says i don't think i'm on it at all yeah he says i think they just sampled me you know and triggered it because tim was obviously a whiz in the studio and tim was kind of influencing carl you know so you don't fucking need a drummer you know that's all that man you know me and you will do it i'll just play guitar you know bits of synth you know and we'll do it so charlie even now now doesn't know if he's on that record.
2: <laughs> That's weird. It's weird, right, how that yeah, that yeah. classic name just got kind of uh, taken over by whoever, you know. Um, so I'm, so after that second second Empire Justice came out, it uh, wasn't too well-recognized by the Skins and all the punks and stuff, right? They thought that you'd sold them down the river, I'm assuming. He <laughs> got a lot of blowback on that one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> well, I spoke to, like, name-drop time, uh, Lars Fredrickson at Rebellion. And he's saying, I've never been so fucking disappointed in my life. we know, when I got the record home and banged it on, what's this shit? Yeah. You know. He thought thought
2: someone had slipped in an orchestral manoeuvres album in the sleeve. (laughs)
0: Like (laughs) like you say, bands progress, but if you're going to change, just change the name, be something else. You know, call yourself Second Empire, anything you want, you know.
2: Yeah, it would have been a decent name, actually, yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) well, 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 like, yeah, like for The Clash, say, for example. Yeah, the second album is a that's a good bridge I think between you know what they were and then what they became on London Calling you know it's uh yeah I think maybe Second Empire Justice was just a bit too a bit too far of a of a leap in one in one step you know oh well
0: so yeah no I, I totally agree Neil
2: so were you okay so were you pretty much done with the music scene at that point and got a real job and stuff or did you did you keep on plugging away
0: no I'd I done you know we we fell out and I. I don't know. I just felt I was never, I mean, it's probably well documented. I, we didn't do that many gigs and we weren't that organized, but I was the one who had to organize everything and I fucking couldn't be hassled with it. You know, it was, yeah. you know, having four, having three girlfriends and juggling them around and, you know, that's what it's like in a band. Anyone will tell you. It's a lot easier now because you can just text each other and stuff like that. But, you know, then it was like, fucking hell. You know, it was just hassle and yeah even though you know the album had done well and the single i just thought you know is this it we should be you know we should be touring now we should be fucking in america and we should be you know supporting big bands and yeah but it it just wasn't happening and i just thought after me and carl had fallen out i just thought oh fuck it which you know i've said before i said in hindsight now we should have just like left it for a week or two you know, shook hands, met up, and said, "Come on, let, you know, we've, we're onto a good thing here. Let's keep yeah. it going." Yeah. You know, you're pig-headed. You're young, you're arrogant, and you just think, "Oh, fuck it, no." Hmm. So yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't play in bands for years, and then I played in a few bands, local bands, uh, funk bands, and rock bands, and but I, you know, I stopped more or less completely. So now were you still listening to uh,
2: still listening to punk music or anything, or anything? I mean, what were you listening to? You think back in those uh, days?
0: After then, it was kind of I kind of got into like uh, Killing Joke and Bauhaus and Yep. Uh, do you know? i Play Dead. Do you know? Played. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Used to, we used to follow them a little bit. Sisters of Mercy, kind of gothy, kind of yeah. thing. And then after that, um, I got into like hip hop. Uh, Public Enemy and stuff like that. I thought that I thought that was the new punk rock. Mm,
2: interesting. Okay. Talking about well, being from the Manchester area, how about the Chameleons?
0: Yeah, yeah, great yeah. band. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I'm going to, actually I'm going to see them next Friday. They're on a US tour with Theatre of Hate and The Mission.
0: Ah so, right. Yeah. yeah, I've seen some uh, little clips online of Theatre of Hate in America because Kurt Brandon was really ill. One, I didn't even yeah. know he'd recovered from yeah. that. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's a good line Oh, That's
2: good. It is. A funny thing about that is, I think it was uh, two or three years ago on, like, St. Valentine's Day, I saw Spear of Destiny were playing at some small club out in the sticks here, and I knew that Spear of Destiny in England, Spear of Destiny in Theatre of Hate, it's basically the same thing for those that don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. Spear of Destiny, I know in England they're still big. They still draw pretty big crowds, but um, in, yeah. this, in this club in Chicago, on the outskirts of Chicago, there was probably 12 people there. It was really fucking weird. <laughs> It was weird, just seeing, just seeing Kirk Brandon standing at the bar waiting to get served. It was just so weird, oh, wow. you know.
0: Yeah. No, I used to love, I love Theatre of Well, I love Spear as well, saw him a lot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, and like the cult and stuff like that. Yeah, that kind of thing we went on to listen to. Yeah.
2: Now, we, we were you were in Liverpool with the band when, when you were touring?
0: Um, Blitz have played Liverpool, yeah. Okay. Uh, where did we play? We played... Um, you know, The Right to Work, remember that? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of movement. We played something for them in uh, Kirby. Okay. Oh, okay, wow, that's a, that's a rough area right there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I remember, you know, we had the old, uh, can we mind your car, you know that? Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, you better say yes. I
0: mean, Americans don't, probably don't know about that. that
2: I, think in, I think in Detroit or something a, they might, yeah. A, you know, and you come Is out... Is it, and,
0: really? Did, did they have that?
2: Yeah, because if you don't, you come out and your tyres have gone, right? <laughs>
0: yeah yeah can we mind your car mate I said, oh, what do you mean mind your car you know we'll look after it for you the scally's around here you know you, you need it minding oh fuck off you'll be all right oh you, you know you better watch out now my brother's coming later you know all this. <laughs>
2: that's, that's about
0: right yeah
2: yeah <laughs> So so okay. So what got you uh, back into the scene again then? Because then you started doing There's a couple of bands. You you sent me here that I wasn't familiar with. Um, the first one being Epic, right. Epic Problem was that was that your was that your reintroduction to the music scene?
0: Yeah, yeah. What it was, I'd really got out of it completely, um, and I met a guy, uh, a good friend of mine now, Andy McCullough, and we got chatted about Blitz and stuff like that, you know. And he says you know you want to look online you know there's, you know a lot of bands are doing blitz stuff you know agnostic front and distillers you know and he said they're all doing covers and all this and i'm thinking really yeah huge huge in the states splits were huge yeah you start investigating yeah. and you think fucking hell you know rancid you know all these they're all doing our they're yeah. all doing our songs which is oh, like for sure, yeah. you know if you've ever been to new mills that is fucking mind-blowing that that would happen <laughs> <laughs> no, I get that. Yeah, anyway, I, I was talking to Andy, you know, and he says, "But you know, are you doing anything?" And I says, "No, not really." And then that like triggered something. I thought, you know what, I'm I'm going I'm to do something because I'd reached, I think I'd reached fifty by then. Um, I've got two girls, and they'd sort of grown up a little bit, and didn't need me as much as they need you when you're little. When they were, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so uh, I was a bass player in Blitz, so I bought a guitar, uh, learned a few bar chords and stuff like that, and did a few demos. You know, just just on the laptop, just stuff like that. And then Andy says, "Oh, Jake, my son, you know, he sings and plays in bands. You know, why don't you why don't you get in touch with him?" So I did. I got in touch with Ned, uh, with fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> got in touch with Jake, and um, yeah, yeah, that's how it started. Yeah, we got a drummer in and we got a bass player in, and he liked the songs, and off we went. Yeah, we was we was at it again, but on guitar this time. But
2: So talking of Nidge, though, who you almost just mentioned then, so yeah. how so how did you feel? So he kind of resurrected the Blitz name like 10 years later, didn't he, and just started doing... He did that third album, which yeah. uh, I can't remember what that's called. but Yeah, dream. I, yeah which is actually... I, I think that's better than the second one, personally, but... Um,
0: yeah. Actually, Killing Killin Dream. You know, I mean, that's all drum machine. Uh, it got Gary from Attack to sing on it. Uh, oh, but right. it, it, Nidge got to do it all himself, so he, he, he just... We're in the studio, um, Cavalier Studio in Stockport, and the guy programmed all the drums, and Nidja had some ideas. But a, a few of those bits of ideas we had jammed after Blitz. You know when we did Rose of, Rose Rose of Victory? Rose, right, yeah, yeah. we jammed quite a few of those little guitar-like things, and they were kind of skidzy, what I call like skidzy, skids kind of riffs. Sure, yeah. But, you know, listening to it, I don't think there was any real fully formed songs
2: mm-hmm.
0: on it. I'm, I'm not doing a disservice here, but but that that's my opinion. You know, he wanted to keep it going, Nige, and he, he did keep it going. He did. He yeah, went, went to America a couple of times, and for him to arrange and do that on his own is fucking takes some doing back then.
2: Yeah, I mean, how did how did you feel about it though? About him, but I guess I guess you said it was always his band, so I guess if anybody was going to take the name, why not him? But right? He
0: did, no, he did ask me. Okay, good. Ask, good, 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 good. Yeah, asked me, um, and I think. Um, we were expecting my second child at the time, and I says, "You know what, Nid?" Just says, "I wish you all the best, mate." But it's not a good time for me.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And he says, "Okay, you know, no worries. I'm going to do it anyway." And I says, "Oh, you know, good, good on you. Fucking fair play to you." And then he went and did it. Uh, and then we very nearly got it together again. But Nid said that if he was in a room with Carl for more than five minutes, he'd end up killing him. So <laughs> we thought we better not do it. Yeah.
2: No, did did did, did Carl move to Australia? Did I see that somewhere? Did he move to Australia or New Zealand he did, or something?
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. What what I believe he moved to. I think he lives in Shropshire, Shrewsbury. I think he lives in Shrewsbury, uh, and he was like I say, he was intelligent, and he got into the internet. You know when that was taken off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People didn't really know how to set up computers and things. And I think he made a lot of money. He went to Australia for some company, and he was setting up computers and, you know, the internet. And everybody, he made a lot of money by all accounts.
2: Oh, good for him! Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, he shaved off that shitty mustache by then. <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> Carl. Carl's not got the tash. Ned <laughs> had the tash. Oh yeah, took, yeah, 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 yeah. Took it with him the needs of
2: America. Yeah, took okay. it. <laughs> you know, have, have tash, have, we'll travel.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, I mean, if, I'm, I'm sure. Listeners know what happened to Nidge, so... Yeah, Paul, well, you know, very he, unfortunate, he yeah. Going. Yeah, he had a couple of singers, I believe. I think the first guy he had, was he a bit dodgy? Do you know anything about that? I don't, know. Right, let's not delve into that then, but... Um, when you
2: say dodgy, you mean pol- politically. politically? Okay, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I think Nidge arranged it all with some guy, and he says, you know, you come out, we'll use the name and... I've got the drummer, singer, whatever. But anyway, eventually, um, Steve, you know, from Red Alert, who's also sadly no longer with us, right. um, went with him on the second time. Okay. Because Blitz had played with Red Alert back in the day. Yeah. And because we were like a, a street punk band or whatever that wasn't from London, there was a bit of a, a, bit of a connection there. You know, sure. there, Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle, yeah. So everybody else, Last Resort. You know, four skins business, yeah, all, all from, from London. London. Yeah. yeah, they're all London. Yeah.
2: So, all right. Well, let's get back to you. So, Epic Problem—that was the yeah. band that you formed with. Uh, was it your mate Son or whatever you were
0: saying? Yeah, Jake, Jake, Jake. McCullough. Uh, we got another mate, uh, Maury Anthony Morrison, in on bass, and Greg Bolton on drums. Greg had briefly been in the Violators, so I knew Greg. Uh, yeah, and we, you know, we just wanted to do something. And it was it was pretty similar in a way, you know, just go in a room, bash some songs out, and, and like send some demos out,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know. And um, originally, I think the first EP was on Longshot Records, which was part of Contra. Uh, they would got in touch with us because uh, you know they knew we were doing a band, and I think you know they, they obviously liked the Blitz connection. Sure, yeah. Although we, you know, if you've heard the stuff, there's a little bit in there, I suppose, but i don't know it's not for me to say is it but yeah that that came out on long shot and then we went on to um pumpkin records and Brassnet records and yeah we did a few eps
2: yeah i was gonna say there's like five eps or something like that right yeah
0: yeah we a compilation album we did split singles and yeah we did great we did we we had a fucking blast
2: oh, it's a re- it's actually re- the, 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 the song you sent uh i mean i've heard i've heard a couple of the singles but the song you sent is really, really good. So let's give that a listen.
0: So this is called Mannheim Nil. What, what on earth is this about? This is um, we we decided to do five gigs in Germany, um, and we went over there. Nobody gives a shit about us or knew who we were. So um yeah, we went over and we played a place called Mannheim, which is. It's on the circuit kind of gigs, you know. You're going to do Hamburg and you're going to do Berlin, right. and Mannheim was one of the stops, and um, nobody came at all. Oh wow, there was nobody. <laughs> so you, you were wishing for twelve people, like Spear of Destiny got. Oh, <laughs> God, that's a crowd, mate. That's a crowd scene. Uh, so the bar guy and his girlfriend opened the bar. And he says, you know, you have drinks on us, lads. I mean, I don't drink anyway, but the other lads took full advantage. And he says, you know, just play to us. So we fucking just played to the bar staff. Hmm. So, so yeah, the song isn't, the the title is nothing to do with the song. It was just a title that we chucked on there. But that's got a friend of ours, um, Jesse from Slow Death, you know, Slow Death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sings backing vocals on Mannheim, so.
2: It was a split, right? That was a split with Slow Death, wasn't it, that one?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: All right, well let's listen to it. This is a uh, epic problem with Mannheim Neil, which is a great fucking story. Let's
4: <laughs> fall the creature across <laughs> my face. Let I enjoy you fall for crisis. I see the struggle story, so you watch you fall. trouble, what's it for?
2: Okay, epic problem uh, featuring <coughs> Mackie. Um, but you didn't play bass on that when you said you learned guitar. Now, what? Why was that?
0: Uh, when I was writing the initial songs for it, I mean, you can write on bass, but you know, I just think it's easier to have chords. You know, ring out some chords, and I just fancied. I, I wanted a change. I am back playing bass again now. Okay. Yeah. But I, I wanted to play bass. Uh, I wanted to play guitar. Jake plays guitar. He plays guitar and sings, and he, you know, if the singer's playing guitar, obviously he's going to drop some bits. Yeah. So it's better to have two guitars, you know. Yeah. So
2: yeah. Unless you're Paul Weller, yeah. For
0: sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, better, I'm a, average guitarist, below average probably, and and not bad bassist. There you
2: go. <laughs> there you go. That works. That works. All right. So it looked like Epic Problem were together for uh, what about? Six six or seven, seven or eight years or something like that.
0: Yeah. 2011, we started, um, must've got like a seven year itch and thought, I don't don't know what really happened. I think we got in a rut. I know, uh, there again, I was organizing stuff, but obviously it's a lot easier now, but we played some big games. We've been to big, big games, big gigs. We've been to Germany, been to Spain, um, Copenhagen, Ireland. We've been all over. Mm Mm-hmm gigs and then i don't know i felt like we'd reached the end somehow i don't know how i just think
2: ran out of steam kind of thing
0: well yeah a little bit um I, we played rebellion and we me and Jacob, played rebellion epic problem played rebellion twice for american listeners that's a big punk festival
2: yeah we just had a rebellion episode actually all oh, so right yeah
0: okay. they should know yeah, yeah 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 we played that twice uh and went down really well i thought uh and played it acoustic me and jake one time and then um i asked again to get on it and we didn't get an answer and i asked again to get on um manchester punk festival if you know that yeah i read a quote from you
2: you or something and you said you thought that was the best festival in the uk which was interesting
0: yeah that's great it's a great everything all the venues are walking distance oh so it's like it's
2: like fest in in florida okay so there's like numerous numerous venues
0: Yeah. yeah Yeah. So you've got, you've got, I don't know, five venues and you've got a timetable and it's like three, I think it's four days now. And it's fucking brilliant. It's in the heart of Manchester. So, you know, there's hotels, there's everything. It's brilliant. Yeah. Dude, I have to say, last time,
2: no, I was just going to say, I mean, the time before last that I went back to England about five, six years ago. I went for a day in Manchester because, like I said, I was at school there for four years, so I used to in the eighties. I knew it really well, but Manchester's yeah. changed so much. I couldn't find oh, my way yeah. around at all. It's just so different than it was there. Where was your school? Uh, University of Manchester, so it was down in Oxford oh, Road. Right, yeah. So yeah, so yeah. you used to walk past rafters, and you know, he's got a rafters a lot, and a lot of those old, yeah, you know, yeah. the
0: gallery, and uh, you know, Yeah, so you got, like A one, you know, music shop and stuff at the end. Yes. Uh,
2: yep. Yep. Yeah. I bought a bass there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not on my bass
2: There, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: That was a bass, wasn't it? That yeah, was, it was. Yeah, you no, could it spend was that... all days like four floors. You there was a drum room, weren't there? Drum yeah. Room and guitar room. Yeah, four floors, and you could literally fucking spend I don't know four hours in there. I mean, shit, I used to love downtown
2: Manchester when you go down. Uh, down, was it like HMV was on one side down there, and like. Yeah. Uh, what's it called Uh, virgin records on the other side and then and then there was the underground market and you go in the underground market and you get all your live cassettes and shit you're right
0: have you seen that there's um a little clip on youtube of the underground market where they break in you know it's sealed now oh wow obviously different shops but there's these people who like to break in old buildings and shit Mm -hmm. and film there's one of underground market it's fucking bizarre and they're climbing through this little hole and they're filming it and you can like see the front of the shops oh wow yeah i'll find the link i'll send it yeah
2: yeah that'll be cool because yeah we used to go yeah. down there and there was fucking you get cheap harringtons down there like i said it was bootleg cassettes of all your favorite bands oh yeah fucking band photos
0: like, yeah yeah the the band photos like yep. the band and stuff you know yep. close ups and things yeah yeah that that was brilliant underground market and all yeah. you know the record shops were just sleeves everywhere and
2: well, I, I try and I try and tell people, they don't believe me. But fucking Johnny Marr was uh, working at one of the shops there. I bought a Gang of Four t shirt off Johnny Marr when he was when yes. he was when he was working there. Well, people don't believe me, but it's true.
0: No, no, that's <laughs> true. That's got to be true, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. But I'd like you say, you know Oxford Road there. You've got and you've got uh, the gallery and the the poly, You know, and the gigs. That, it, it was great. I mean, it still is great, but it's it's massive now.
2: Yeah. I mean, any of those. So, when at Manchester Punk Festival, you were saying there's different venues. Would I know any of the venues, or are they, have they all changed?
0: Uh, is it all in pubs or what? No, no. Th- I'm trying to think what the big ones call. We played Gorilla. Do you know that? No, I don't know that. Do you know the Ritz?
2: Yes, the Ritz. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw no order the order
0: there. Yeah. The, yeah. Opposite the Ritz, under the arches is um, Gorilla, which is about a two, three hundred cap, something like that. Uh, the Pier Hat. No, don't know that. No. Uh, Breadshed. <laughs> no. <laughs> These are terrible, I mean, terrible names. names. You know when you were there? Yeah. But, I mean, there's a lot There's a lot of venues in town.
2: It sounds like that one you were talking about that was under the arches there. It sounds like that one used to be... that used to be at the warehouse or something? Because I swear I saw killing joke at a place like that. Could have been. Yeah. I think
0: it was briefly the green room as well. Hmm. Uh, it's not far from the corner house. You know, it's sort of in the... Between the Corner House and the Ritz. Yeah. Do you remember the Corner House? I do, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. It's a, it's, it's a city, you know, it's it's fucking buzzing and it's all going on.
2: So let me ask you this. And again, people don't believe me when I tell them this, but uh, being from there close by, you went to the Hacienda, I'm assuming. Yeah. So people seem to have this this romantic notion that the hacienda was this great place. I always thought it was a shithole. Personally, I thought it was a shithole full of like <laughs> full of like plastics and stuff, just people there to hang out and get seen, you know. Um, yeah. But I don't know why. I don't know if you have the same
0: same opinion. Yeah, I, you know, you're on about Spear. I'm sure I saw Spear at the hacienda. That one's yeah. That'd be about right. Spear. Yeah. Yes. I de- yeah. I definitely saw Death Cult. Uh, at the hacienda but yeah i wasn't into my brother was into the acid house thing and all that but yeah no i i know what you mean it was kind of a cold i mean it was supposed to look like an industrial warehouse, yeah, wasn't warehouse it? you know right, with the pillars yeah. and stuff. yeah 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 and it, uh, yeah i know what you mean a lot of posing
2: yeah i mean when i'm know, to, when i'm talking about it it's before the acid house thing when i'm talking about it, it was like when it first opened so it was like all the factory yeah, stuff like, it was it, a certain ratio yeah, and shit like, like that right
0: funny. yeah yeah, yeah. It was indie gigs and college, you know. Yeah. College band kind of circuit. Yeah, I know what you mean. It wasn't it wasn't a great venue for live bands. Right. How about, the, how about
2: the band on the wall? Is that
0: place still going? Band on the wall? That's still going, yeah. It is, I wow. believe it's been revamped. Yeah, it, it's been, it, I think it's like that the oldest one in Manchester thing, you know, surviving okay but it's still going yeah i haven't been for years but they reckon they've done it all up and it's really nice now so
2: oh all right yeah it was never it was never that much of a, of a I, I mean it was cla- it was a classic old manchester venue right everyone everyone yeah. every band's always played there but the few times i was there i always thought it was kind of a there wasn't much atmosphere in there but anyway um all right well let's get back to you sorry so let's get back to so after epic problem um it, Did you did you go right into the band City Miles, or were they going at the same time, or what?
0: No, City yeah City Miles was just a one off project. Um, That was going on at the same time as Epic Problem. But a mate of mine, Mark Maitland, who was in a band called Blocko, and his mate Liam, um, I just knew him online, and he'd send me stuff, you know. And he, he was obviously a Blitz fan and stuff like that. And he was a drummer. He's a great drummer. Uh, and he said, you know, I'm doing some stuff. Do you want to play on it? You know, can I ask you if, you if you play on a track or two? And I said, yeah, yeah, send it over. Let me hear it if I hear it, if I like it. Anyway, it turned out into a, a, a full album. Um, I, I played bass on one track, I think, and I played guitar on the other. And I wrote a few of the songs that he used as well. And mm-hmm. this was all back and forward, you know, because you can do that now.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I, never
0: met, yeah, I, I never met him. Oh, wow. we've got we've got mutual friends who you know know each other i've got friends who've toured with his band blocco and stuff but i never actually met him uh and he's sadly no longer with us um but yeah we we did it and he said you know i can i I can get a deal i can get this out and i says yeah fucking go for it you know and i says if anything comes of it you know we'll meet up there could be gigs or whatever and it was kind of i mean the stuff i wrote I don't know. A, a, one of the tracks on it, "Away Days," which is like a football kind of one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The football one, and it's like it's written kind of tongue in cheek, you know. Hard skin. It's got that yeah. vibe, I right? think. Yeah. Because a lot of people, you know, well, some people online were saying, "Yeah, it's all right, this." You know, yeah. I like the music, but the fucking lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same man they're terrible have you heard them and I thought well you know they're kind of supposed to be
2: yeah not getting it It was a joke I'll tell you what um, let let me let let me let me play a song from that let me play 30 degrees from that and while you're doing that while I'm playing the song I'm going to try and get Tom on because it looks like Tom's home from uh, from his place from his work so um, okay so everybody this is City Miles uh, with 30 degrees and hopefully by the time I come back I'll have Tom dialed in so uh, here we go (laughs) So that was City Miles with uh thirty degrees. And uh yeah, well Tom actually joined us from work. He's been he's been dragged back in from his from working yes. in the sewers and uh, and Tom is back with us. So Tom mate, uh Mackey. Yeah. Hey Mackey, nice to meet
1: you, man. Hey Tom, how you doing, mate? I'm good. Like I said, I was sloshing around in the waters of the sewer, but I managed to pull myself out. So <laughs> here,
0: here we go. Just like oh, the stranglers I'm down in the sewer. Yes, exactly. Far <laughs> <Just laughs> more important than talking to me, that is.
1: Well, you know, it depends if it's your basement that's going to fill up, I suppose, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, where are we at, guys? Where are we at, Neil? Well, Neil we're at, Neil? Uh,
2: we are, we've gone through Blitz, and we've gone through uh, onto his second uh, band after Blitz, which was City Miles, which is the track we just played. And yeah, uh, yeah. Mackie, so the singer on that one, he's obviously from London, because that's got a much more of an oif- a classic oi feel than Epic Problem.
0: Yeah, that is Mark. He he sang and played drums. Okay. So yeah, I mean the I mean the other tracks on the album, it's a great album, Social Upheaval it's called. Yeah. You know, and um, it came out really well. It was fucking great. He he drummed and sang on it, his mate Liam Hodge, he played guitar on it got some other guy who was a bit of a whiz with all this technical stuff uh played bass on it and it it fucking sounds great and i I was really chuffed with it when it came out i mean mark wrote i don't know nine of the songs and i maybe wrote two or three so yeah it was brilliant but uh, like i say, mark sadly no longer with us a great fucking loss a great lad but yeah. Well, the, now the pictures. When you
1: guys on... played, when you guys played live, did he sing and play drums
0: live, or was <laughs> he never like... played live? No, oh, I was just never playing, live. Okay, yeah, I was just telling Neil it was it was an online. You know, send stuff back and forward. Oh, gotcha. It was just that I was doing Epic Problem as well at the time we were gigging, but um, yeah, that that we never we never met. Mm.
2: <laughs> so was, was 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 this during COVID, or was this the year before no.
0: COVID? It was about a year before. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. Um, so how come, so on your Facebook page, it does have like a band and you're all wearing like masks. So, but you'd never actually played as a, unless that's, yeah, a di- I mean, unless that's a different band with the same name that I no, happen to look well,
0: up. <laughs> uh, Mark wanted us to all uh, remain anonymous. Okay. Yeah, he didn't, he, you know, that was going to be the thing like, you know, <laughs> it's like an air of mystery. Uh, but in the end, you know, when the album come out, it says, oh, you know, let, let let's tell them who we are sort of thing because it might help sales oh he sure said. oh so. definitely use
2: definitely use the blitz <laughs> name for that yeah defo <laughs> yeah
0: it comes in useful so it comes in useful
2: yeah um <laughs> tell me about- he was telling me before about is the, the other band epic problem the band uh the song he picked was called manheim nil and uh he was telling me soccer. that's because no, it? no it's because they did a gig in in the city of Mannheim and there was nobody there like nobody ah. <laughs> so that was, a, that was a good that was a good story all right so um so city miles uh he unfortunately passed away before he could do anything else or did the band just kind of uh, fitter away before that
0: yeah, no, it, uh, Mark passed away, so that was it. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah.
2: So then, so then you went straight to rivalry, or or was there something else in between?
0: No, um, rivalry was um, a thing. Epic problem of doing gigs with down and outs. You must know down and outs with your Liverpool. Connection. Yeah, from Liverpool. Old-
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with Mark. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We'd done gigs and I'd always got on with them uh, and I really thought uh, Mark was a great songwriter and a good singer and frontman and a great guitarist. And when Epic Problem had finished, uh, I was just chatting to him online, what you're doing, all this kind of thing. And I said, well, I've still got some songs and I still want to be doing stuff. But, you know, let us I don't really want to do a band, but I want to make music. Mm -hmm. and he says yeah and it marks really good on you know the computer laptop and stuff like that uh, recording and all that kind of stuff so i sent him some ideas uh, and he says yeah these are good these are great so let's do it so i went down there and they've got rehearsal rooms down the house so we went in there we bashed a few songs out and a few ideas and then we always intended to do just an ep and then covid hit so he says, you know, these are working really well. We've got nothing else to do. We can't do any gigs. So let's fucking keep it going. He says, I've got a couple of songs. So he chucked us in the mix, and we ended up with about 14 songs, mm-hmm. something like that. Okay. Uh, got in touch with Scott from Brassnet Records. I don't know if you know Scott.
1: Mm-mm.
0: No. I Did know, you know the name
1: to- of the la- I've heard that, level, that label before. Brassneck, you said?
0: Yeah, you should you should get him on. He's good. I'll, I'll mm. link you up after this. Cool, sure. thanks, yeah yeah um he's a great guy anyway he says you know i fucking love it let's put it out so he put it out and i said to mark you know what we're gonna have to do gigs now because i'm not just putting another album out without it being a real band yeah sure
1: hard to hard to sell it if you can't back it up with a couple of gigs right
0: well yeah yeah and also it didn't feel right you know for him to invest in us although you know what is it 300 copies something like that he's took the time to do that so let's at least yeah you know get out there, do a few gigs and stuff like that. So Mark got um, got a mate in, um, well, the album was recorded by Pete Wright on drums. Is it a band called Millie Manders? Have you heard of them? Millie Manders? No. And he's a great drummer. He does like session drumming, and he's got his drums set up at home, all mic'd up and everything. So Mark has send him the stuff with, you know, triggered drums on it, and he'd play the live drums on it. But he couldn't obviously do the live stuff because he's in this other band. So he, Mark got a mate called Pete Wright, who'd been in One Incarnation, down it out, down and out to play drums. And I decided to play bass and got Jake from Epic Problem to play guitar. OK, yeah, that's like the live band. I think when we write writing, it'll probably still be just me and Mark. I don't know. We've not crossed that bridge yet. But, yeah, we had a few rehearsals, really good, went really well. Played one gig so far at Boom in Leeds um, with a lot of the bands who came over for Rebellion. Oh, Peg I Bob. saw,
2: but, dude, I wanted to come over for that because, like, Pegboy yeah. played, and, it was a ho- and like, a whole bunch of the American bands played at that yeah. Boom thing, right? Oh. Yeah,
0: Yeah, DRI and uh, I forget who else. It was, yeah, there were loads. Toxic of- Reasons, I-, I think. I think Toxic Reasons yeah. played, didn't they? Yeah. Because they come over for Rebellion and then they're all going to do a tour around it, aren't they? Obviously, yeah. they're not for, for one gig. So, yeah, yeah uh, we got in touch. Well, somebody got in touch with us, I think, from Boom and we, we played that. That went really well. And now we've got a few gigs coming up. And oh, it's, nice. It's really good. You know, yeah. I'm enjoying playing bass. I'm enjoying playing, writing, doing stuff again. doesn't seem like there's any pressure or hassle. That's good. Hmm.
2: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, so are you going to keep it going and do another album or something maybe, huh?
0: Yeah, hopefully, yeah. What I do, we've done the album. The album's done really well considering, you know, we weren't a band. Okay, you've got Mark in it who's down and out, and you've got me in it. And, you know, Pete had been in band. So, people maybe might take a punt on it anyway. Right, yeah. You know, the reviews were really good. Um, people seem to love it. I think it's really good. I think it stands up. And... uh i don't know we're gonna do maybe an ep next but you know with jake playing guitar on it and with the other pete on drums so you know so they're involved more yeah maybe do a split maybe do an ep yeah but yeah we've got a few gigs we're playing um punk on the peninsula have you heard of that which which peninsula is that it's not the world (laughs) is it where i am that's Scotland Dunoon oh
2: Scotland oh shit ok yeah
0: do you know a band called Control yes I do know Control yeah they're good yeah yeah Ian Kilgallen who's in Control he puts it on every year and they normally have a big band I think they had the Rejects last year that'd be the Skids wouldn't it if they're from Scotland yeah I think they've had the Skids <laughs> yeah they've had they've had a few big bands anyway he's asked us to play that and we're playing that
1: they're B-City Rollers Neil aren't they they're a
2: big <laughs> band <beer>
0: from Scotland <laughs> yes they are the biggest band from Scotland yes <laughs> Oh, I mean, they got a shady
2: past. We're not supposed to talk about. They no. do, yeah. One of them was a pedo when he turned up. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there we It went down a sad place, didn't it? The,
1: well, the, you know, to, to go back to rivalry, the thing. So I, I just only recently mm. heard them, but it sounds, you know, it's, it's real aggressive sounding. It's very vital sounding. You always get a little nervous when you see older punk guys making music. Sometimes they get a little too mellow for their own good. But I thought this had a nice had a nice kick to it, man. It's like you still got a little
0: fire in your belly, you know? Yeah, cheers, Tom. Cheers. i mean live live obviously it's going to be even more raw which it yeah. is you know but yeah i mean that's that's the kind of stuff i like and i think that in you know we, we like leatherface and we're like off with our oh, yeah. heads and oh, yeah. you know that kind of melodic punk stuff sure. But it's got to have you don't want it too polished and smooth sure. you know you've got to have a few rough edges or else it's it doesn't do it for me absolutely
2: See, the, the interesting thing is with Mackie, Tom, is his is bands he's had after he was uh, after he left Blitz are way more aggressive than Blitz turned out to be in the end. So it's, well, it's that's kind that's of interesting that
1: Rivalry is more aggressive than the second Blitz album, right?
2: Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. It doesn't sound like orchestral maneuvers, I, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I like orchestral maneuvers, you know? Yeah, Don't yeah, get me wrong, ahead. but it's They're fine. fine. But
1: they had a couple it, big hits when I was in high school, you
2: know? Oh, shut up. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, youngster. <laughs>
1: Oh it's something the young
0: one, is he? He is, he's only hardly a spring chicken, but yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs>
0: my sister, baby. Oh, to go back to those heady days of fifty. Oh, yeah, right.
2: Gosh. Yeah, yeah. I can remember them days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, well no, this is this is, this has been great. So what other band what other UK bands do you like at the moment? Have you been, have you played with anybody else that you that you really like that you'd wanna that you want to mention? Um
0: yeah. Um, spoilers do you know spoilers spoilers
2: i don't know no
0: yeah they're a great band there on Brassnet records um morrie who, who played bass in epic problem is in a band called kingsway flyers kingsway do you know them?
2: i don't i've never heard of them either no kingsway yeah, flyers. that's they're a good
0: a name stock, a Stockport band
2: oh stockport i've friend a good friend yeah. who lives in stockport yeah
0: yeah um i'm trying to think
2: who else from the uk well, uh, I t- I'll tell you who's got a new album that I really like. I don't know if you know these guys, but uh, a band from Leeds called Cyanide Pills.
0: Oh, yeah. Are they kind of more rocky, like rock and roll, punk? Kinda? Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Their new yeah. album is
2: really good. Yeah.
0: Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll uh, check it out. Where are they from? Leeds. Oh, they're from Leeds, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Great St. Louis, do you know them?
2: I don't know. No. <laughs>
0: right i feel like a oh. dimbo for saying no to all yeah. these you <laughs> saying no they're all they're all more of the i mean do some people call it gruff punk you know kind
1: of thing. Yeah.
0: yeah but um yeah great saint louis i mean they've been going ages you know they've toured with leatherface and stuff like that back in the day so yeah they're mates of ours and
2: um see it's funny in it's funny in England you say Saint Louis because no one calls it that here. Saint Louis is what
0: it is. Oh it's Saint Louis. <laughs> yeah
2: it is it's yeah. the same and it's the same way as Nike is Nike, it's not Nike it's not it's not it's not Nike, it's Nike. Hmm. It's Nike there. Yeah, and everyone in England calls it Nike. Which I'm like, what? no, that's that's not what it what? is, mate. It's
0: What's
2: Nike. IKEA there? <laughs> Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> Ikea it's full of meatballs and you know. Not Ikea. <laughs> So, Tom. Uh, seeing as you missed the first forty-five minutes, do you have any questions about Blitz that you would like to ask? I, I, might... I do have.
1: I, I do have a couple of real quick ones, if he doesn't mind. Yeah, yeah. I got. i got. So, I don't know. Yeah, you, minutes, have, to, you have to. You have to forgive my ignorance here. Are yeah. the four
0: are the four original members of Blitz still around? Uh no. There's there's me, uh, Charlie on drums. Uh, he's in Bristol. Carl, who sang, he's in Shrewsbury and Nidge um, is no longer with us. He, he toured America with one incarnation of Blitz with uh, Steve from Red Alert singing and he got, he got run over. So, Oh, is that right? Yeah, he got wow. killed in Austin. Yeah, in Austin. Oh, no, he, did, he played a gig. Death in I Texas, believe, man. Huh. Yeah, I believe Nidge had walked over a freeway or something after having a drink of playing a gig and that. You know the massive roads that you crazy for? Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah you go to
1: eighty miles an hour.
0: Yes. Yeah. So,
1: I, I, okay, mean, I, did, I was I was curious about that because I was I was going to say, are you do you get a call every year from somebody like Rebellion and they say we want you to put the band back together and <laughs> we're going to give you
0: stupid money yeah. to play a gig or two? Is that happen or is that it, not really happening anymore? It isn't actually like that no, but when. I've asked with other band, like with Epic Problem, you know, we said we want to play Rebellion and, you know, somebody will jump on it and say, I'll fucking put Blitz back together, you can headline Saturday night, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. And, and people have asked, you know, and people are saying, you know, you're stupid, Mackey, you, you know, you're playing fucking Manaheim nil when you could be <laughs> yeah. playing, you know, big, games, yeah. big gigs. But I don't know, it just, it didn't seem right to me. Maybe if Carl and Charlie would have, been on board, but it wouldn't be right without Nidge, I don't think. Right. Yeah. yeah well, I it's
1: did, funny. You could, I mean, you could potentially get a high profile guy to fill in for Nidge, but ultimately, you know, if you guys aren't comfortable, yeah, they you aren't could. comfortable with it. Yeah,
3: you could. I mean, they might
1: back, eventually, they might back that Brinks truck up to your house. Or back. What was the uh, Was the big uh, English uh, security company, Neil, that took care of all the money? Just back that thing. Yeah, <laughs> it. SecuraCall, how's that? Yeah, I think it would be a little tempting. But I, I mean listen, nobody's gonna blame you for having too much integrity to do it. It's just I was just curious
0: if it's yeah. a temptation you know, at I this de- point. I definitely have been asked, Tom. I have been asked and uh, I, I haven't done it. I mean, I had a guy, you know the Mac lads. Yeah. You know, the oh Mac, yeah, the yeah, Mac, Mac lads, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a mate who sort of put them back together and they fucking played massive gigs in town. Mm. And on all of, you know, they played like the Ritz. You know, the Mac lads, and yeah. they made a fucking bundle.
3: Yeah.
0: And the guy who put them on, I won't mention his name, he's saying, Mackie, you've got to do this. He says, I'm going to speak to your missus. She wants a new kitchen, don't she? You know, <laughs> we fucking get you to do this. You know, you're, good, you're going to be able to buy a holiday home. And I said, no, nah, I ain't fucking right. Don't sit right with me. You know, yeah. I, t- I tell you what, I tell you what, if if you did,
2: uh, I. I... I, mean, I don't know if I'm if I'm wrong about this but I have a feeling you'd be bigger in the states than you would be in England. So if you came over and did something like punk rock bowling, you'd fucking yeah. you, you'd fucking yeah, headline yeah. you'd well, easily headline one of the nights of punk rock bowling. But
1: you'd want I think you'd want you know you'd you'd want as much of the original lineup as possible. Okay. I mean, obviously if you if you get the yeah. singer to do it and the drummer, you know that would be great, but the reason but, I think it'd be okay leads me to my second question. Yeah. Your your uh first album is, yeah. is legendary. It's been put out by five hundred different labels. Did you ever make any money on it? I mean, I see it all the time. I mean, do you ever get? Do you once you year get a check for eighty four bucks or something? Or is yeah, it the, must know, sell. It must get sell, any sell. Money for time. Price of a generation.
0: Yeah, we we do. We do, We we get royalties every uh, April and October, and I believe that Carl and Charlie get them. Uh, Niche was getting them all at first, and we weren't getting any, mm. and we had a. I met Nidge and we said you know this isn't right and he says well it's fucking peanuts and we hardly get in anything I says, well you know have a look at the songwriting credits and they split four ways so you know the royalties should be split four ways and he yeah yeah you're right you know no worries I'll I'll, you know sign whatever so Carl got the document signed up and we ended up getting it all you know split four ways but it has to be over £100 else they don't send it till you know the October one Mm. and it's it isn't a lot. I won't fucking lie. I I, know, didn't figure.
1: I was just curious. But you, see, you hear these guys all yeah, the time. No, they we, never we, get paid we, anything. We yeah.
0: No, we do We do get it because Cherry Red own the rights. And, you know, Cherry Red makes sure we get, you know, from digital sales or mm. yeah. vinyl sales. I mean, I'm sure they're making quite a bit because, like you said, they've licensed it to fucking millions of labels, haven't well, they?
1: There's a label here in America that's it's currently in print, as far as I know. It's called Puke and Vomit. They're a pretty good little punk label and i'm sure they're fair fair with their dealings but uh, i was just curious if you so basically you get enough to take the missus out for tea or go out for dinner when you get that check once a year
0: i'll say something when it drops it is quite nice yeah
1: oh you that's know, cool. i'm
0: glad to hear you that. Know, if, it's like, if it's like i don't know 200 quid it's like yeah that's oh, all awesome. you go you know it's, take- it's for something i did in 1982 that i don't have to do anything about
1: <laughs> yeah there you go and you, and you can go out on a nice night out in the town or whatever, or yeah. pay a little bill or whatever. That's good. Cool. Okay. A
2: nice a nice night out in New Mills. Where where are you, where are you going for dinner in New Mills?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's, uh, you know,
2: I'm no am no expert on English. Uh, there's the north and the south. That's all I know. <laughs> that's all you need. Yeah. So, I, I, but talking of that, have you ever been tempted to move away from New Mills? I mean, it's funny that you've stayed there your whole your whole. You know, normally people
0: move to London, especially you know, or whatever Manchester. Anyway, yeah. but. <laughs> I don't know. I mean I, I married a girl in New Mills and with uh, families in New Mills. No yeah. I mean you can go anywhere now, can't it doesn't really matter. Yeah.
1: Where where is New Mills, Neil, to educate me? One it's, of you Neils, is it
2: uh, just southeast of Manchester. It's like about thirty minutes. So it's still the north Man- it's the north. The north, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely north. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. You can tell by his accent, can't you?
1: You can tell by the fact the sun never shines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell so about the fact that it's pissing
0: it down there you, go. Yeah, there
2: you go yeah 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 uh well i tell you what let's play let's play the first rivalry track uh you picked uh bury me standing is this one that you wrote or is this one that uh, mark wrote
0: no this is one of mine this is we have this is one of the first four uh and this is me um my ode to the working man bury me standing so
2: All right. There you go. Let's listen to uh, Rivalry. This is new out this year, so it's probably going to make an album of the year list. Um, Rivalry, Bury Me Standing. All right, that was rivalry. There with bury me standing. Remind us, what's the album called again?
0: It's called Sometimes You Have to Look Back okay. on Brass on Brassnet Records. I believe uh, I think you can get it in America at uh, Generation Records, New York. Hmm. Mm. Don't know. Yeah, I'm trying I to remember if
1: Brassnet has distro here. If anybody, off the top of my head, I'm not sure.
0: No, I uh, so, uh, we sent some to that guy. Uh, I think there's some in Europe, um, but Scott reckons he's only got 30 copies left whether he's going to do a repress or not i don't know i mean band members have got a few but yeah uh i don't know i think it'd be quite good if it sells out and then you just don't repress you know it's just you'd have to do it right.
2: well, well on record store day and like a different colored vinyl and sell it for yeah. a lot of money yeah well yeah
0: because
1: you're talking 300 copies that could easily be next thing you know it's 80 bucks on discogs or yeah for easily. sure
0: yeah yeah but i, I think I don't know it's kind of a perverse way that's good you know because the people who wanted it and who knew and who liked it got it and then the ones who you know were late to it they missed out but i don't know it's nice
1: it's nice to have a few to sell the gigs too though
0: yeah we've still got some we've still got some for gigs well, you so, go, Neil. Just hey, I'm,
2: one. hey Mackie, I'm, tra- I'm I'm trying to help you out here you know by selling some on the podcast so you're telling me you're telling me people <laughs> can't buy it even if they want it you can
0: buy it from generation records in New York now we do we do have a
2: lot of listeners in the UK so we're in the UK can they get it I guess they can just they can go get it to from Brass, Brassneck. Brassneck. Uh, Scott,
0: Scott at brassneck yeah
2: now where about his brassneck is that down south or uh,
0: it's in Wales yeah it's in, Oh, it's in Wales yeah yeah it's in... uh yeah, he, he came to see Epic Problem, and he really liked us. And you know, he did some records, and we we kept in touch with him. And he is just a fucking great guy. I mean, Mark from Down and Out says he takes in all the waif and stray punk bands, but I mean, he doesn't. He, he's got fucking great bands on there, you know. Yeah, yeah buy right. all his records. <laughs> <laughs> buy all his records there you go there you go <laughs> buy all Neil,
1: the- Neil I know you love to pay foreign shipping I keep saying Neil I'm sorry I keep forgetting you're both Neil you're not the first Neil we've had actually but uh, Neil loves to pay that foreign shipping he doesn't care it's sort of directly from the yeah.
2: it depends what it is mate it dep- if it's if it's like a like a Buzzcocks record or come I'm to get in Japan and then I'll, I'll do it you know if I have prices to do the prices look
1: not too bad I, I'm looking at it right now Neil he's got some decent he's actually got some American stuff that he clearly is uh, yeah destroying. he's got
2: this bit and not so well, all right. Huh. Well, Tom, do you have any more? Do you have any more questions for Mackie? Because I know Mackie was on a. He's, he's thinking he's going out to dinner tonight somewhere in New Mills. He's going out oh, on the town. Yeah, he has got
1: his check. Yeah, it's, it's first yeah. of October. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's October. Yeah, he but got his, his, his blue check
1: because I, you know I don't. It, it always it's always cool to catch up with guys you because you never really quit playing music, right? I mean, you pretty much.
2: Oh, yeah, you, you a- missed the podcast, mate. You missed it. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. Did you have an <laughs> extended break? Oh, he, did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I, I did. I did have a massive lull. You know, when I was, I was telling Neil um, when we, I've got two girls when they were younger. I, I wasn't playing in bands and stuff. Ah,
1: gotcha.
0: But you know, in between, in between blitz. Uh, and Epic Problem, there was like, I played in a funk band and I played in like a a funk rock kind of Faith No more type band and a huh. shit he like had, that. He had, well, dred- he had, he had dreadlocks I then. The I love Faith <laughs> I think they're all They had two big dreadlocks. <laughs> you mean,
1: so you, so you, you're still in the same area you grew up. I mean, you, you, I don't know if you go out to your local once in a while, but I assume... Being the being the bass player for Blitz will still get you a free round when you're out at your <laughs>
4: local pub, right? Yeah, I wish.
0: Yeah,
4: <laughs> not even. A- I, oh,
2: yeah. No, that's a good question. So, the pub that you got into a fight with with uh, with the singer, are you yeah. still are you still banned? <laughs> no,
0: no, no. Like I can go you. fucking out now. It's, it's too rough for me
2: though. Oh, I get that completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. the fifteen-year-old scallys in there drinking. Listen,
1: just it's it's never too rough. You just got to go home earlier than you used to. it's alright
2: Yeah. Yeah, embedded, <laughs> be in bed ten. All right. Well, I tell you what. So we're gonna because I know I know you're on a on a on a, on a tight deadline. Um, we'll play out. Actually, this works out perfectly because uh, the name of the next rivalry track is Exit Plan. What? So why don't you tell us about this one before before you go?
0: This is one of uh, Marks um, that he had left over from um, a band called the No Marks. Do you know them, Neil?
2: I don't. Mm. I, know, I know the saying, but I, I don't yeah, know the, the no Yeah,
0: the No Marks had um, three Marks in
2: oh. it. Oh, that's funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got Mark McGill, Mark Maitland, and I forget the other Mark. Uh, and this was like a leftover from them um, when we were chucking ideas around. Uh, Mark McGill says I've got this one you know what do you think of this and I says yeah it's fucking ace so yeah this is as I don't know what it's about sorry I couldn't help it. I
1: was going to say what is the exit plan for for aging punk rockers none of us have really figured it out yet have we?
0: <laughs> exit strategy what is it where do we go what do we do
1: <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> see, it's, I, I do think that being involved with punk rock is sort of like being in the mafia you can try like you said you had an extended period where yeah. you got out of it when you were raising your kids but you always get sucked back into it
0: eventually right
1: well, about
0: like sitting, the godfather. You, you might think that you're out of it, and then, you know, maybe you're driving along and, you know, the radio's on and they'll play, I don't know, fucking shot by both sides. Or, I don't know, they'll play something and the air's come up on your arm and you think, you know, it's still in there. It's Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's always in. Some,
0: people, some people don't get that, do they, with music, I believe, which I find very odd.
1: Yeah.
0: Talking about. You know, it definitely,
1: about, It definitely affects people differently, doesn't
0: it? Talking about. Yeah. Shop- it, talking about shop by both sides,
2: did you ever see magazine? Yeah. You did? You're lucky. Yeah, I saw a magazine, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. all right. Buzzcocks magazine, all of that, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, I never saw I saw the Buzzcocks a bunch, but it's my first gig, actually, but I never, yeah. saw, I never saw a magazine, so I'm... Uh... I don't
0: know why I picked that track. It could have been any, you know. No, because it's,
2: it's a great fucking track, though, isn't it? That'll bring your yeah, hair up, you yeah. Know, anything,
0: you know when it comes on and you know, I, I'll like, say to the missus, I said, Look at that, and all the air's come up on my arm. She says, Oh, you're just fucking weird. <laughs> She's like, Give it a rest, will you? <laughs> <laughs> She's turning down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we bothered
1: there.
2: Oh, we haven't played the song yet, have we? All right, this is a rivalry exit plan. <laughs> <laughs> Was ex- uh, exit plan? That was rivalry with exit plan. And uh, yeah, uh, Mark's got to go. I'm so, uh, um, Neil, Mark, Jesus Christ, I'm confused with yeah. that. Well. Neil's got to go. Mackie's got to go. Five minutes, Neil. Oh, all you right. Guys
1: get, you guys got to form a band called No Neils and have uh, <laughs> you had to find one more Neil, right?
2: Well, he so so Tom. So you probably don't know this, but a no Mark in Liverpool. That's like someone who's who's useless, who's kind of up to no good or whatever. That's oh, a, there, that, right? That's a I no Mark. So yeah, huh. so that so that name worked on 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 in two different fronts right there. Yeah. Huh that's funny you're in no hoper kind of thing
0: so, uh, no, so yeah sure.
2: so, so you went down to Liverpool to record that album
0: did you say yeah we did it at Mark's Mark's got a bit of a setup. up uh, Mark McGill uh, we sent stuff back and forward again but I went down and did my guitars at his house uh, and we did the vocals up here at um, Pressure Drop Studio in Stockport which a mate of mine runs well two good friends of mine they run it I've done you know i did have you heard the new age cover that i did i don't think so no No. yeah i did i i think yeah that was in lockdown i did um a version of new age where i played guitar and bass and sang it oh wow Mm. okay um i got greg to play drums on it and you know uh, you know rag girlfriend don't you yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah uh, yeah i was deep no no yep
0: Yeah, do you know Josh? Has he been on your show? Oh, yeah, yeah, we know Josh well. Yeah, we know Josh pretty well. Yeah, well, I knew Josh a little bit from when he'd been over here touring. Um, They played Rebellion and I got chatting to him and stuff. Anyway, I sent him the version of New Age and he says, Yeah, yeah, I really like it. I want to put it out. So he put that out on a four track split with uh, Spoilers, uh, Tilt Wheel, uh, myself, and Folk. I can't remember the other one. But yeah. It wasn't
1: the raging Nathans. It seems like they put out fifteen records a year. Yeah, they're, they're prolific, aren't they? they are prolific.
0: <laughs> so it was, 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 was just fucking rock songs every day.
1: Well, that, must, I, don't, I don't understand how he could put out so many records out of his garage. He's, he really right. is a dynamo. Josh, the dynamo. Yeah, I don't, think, I,
2: I don't. think he sleeps. I think he just. I think, yeah, he just records music and puts and puts out records. So was, now was, he's was, running
1: that he's running that head shop or whatever. I mean, I don't oh, know that's right. He
2: works think. in a head shop. Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, another, another one I did was while we're talking about projects thing, and he's been on as well, Mark Rainey. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mark from TKO. Yeah, we love Mark. Yeah, Mark, Yeah, yeah, yeah a good got, friend of ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mark's he, the best. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, he, he got in touch, um, and it's funny how it worked out because he just messaged me out of the blue and he says, um, A bank called Softkill, do you know them? Softkill? I know the name. Oh, you did that split with yeah, like, You did the split It looks rhythm, like right? yeah. Their
1: artwork looks just like Blitz ripoff, right? The artwork yeah, is so like
0: it. Yeah, I, I, I did. Mark got in touch with me and he says, they're doing a cover of New Age and Fatigue. Would you fancy doing the cover for oh, it? Oh, so
1: you did... Oh, no kidding, okay, that's the-
0: funny. Yeah, so I did like a take on Razor's. Yeah, so it was definitely intentional. But- so
1: it was intentional. Okay, I got you.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's our new Mark. And then I said... um do you know what I'm doing? A project of Rose of Victory. I'm going to resurrect that name and do a bit of stuff. And so I got um, Toby from Soft Kill. He sings one song on it, and uh, Damien from Fucked Up sings the other.
2: Hmm.
0: Uh, and he released it on um, TKO. So, oh wow! Okay. Yeah, that's another thing. So now was, yeah. that
2: in oh. your, was, was that under your name, or was it? Or was it like? Was it a different yeah, band name or something? That was
0: Rose of Victory. Oh, it was yeah, Rose of Victory. Victory. Okay. Yeah. Okay yeah, yeah I, I i played the guitar and bass on it again greg drummed on it and we went to um we went to pressure drop and did it all and then i just sent it to toby with no lyrics from from soft kill and he put all his lyrics on it but the one i sent damien um i'd like sang the demo and he, he kind of just sent his vocals on it so mm. yeah so mark put it out and I, it fucking sold brilliant he sold like 500 and he likes all the variants, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the colors. Yeah. You know, all the variants, like, you know, different sleeves and yeah. different colors. And he's, he's, I don't know, I think we sold 500, maybe more. It's funny, because that soft kill, because
1: I see the cover of it, and I'm like, that is so, you you recognize the kind of Blitz-influenced work right off the bat, but I didn't know anything else about it. That's interesting. Huh. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, it, I met him uh, just recently at Outbreak uh in manchester which is like a hardcore festival and i met him and yeah he's a fucking top guy yeah well he agreed to do it and he 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 just sang it off the bat and it's fucking ace he's kind of post punky stuff
1: yeah his music is all over the place
0: check check it out it's fucking well it sounds big-headed check it out it's fucking brilliant
1: (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm always I'm always perusing the TKO website because I they 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 have a lot of great. He's got a lot of great records on his distro and stuff. So next time I order some stuff, I'll throw that one out of so that, yeah, on
0: there. So
2: yeah, but he's
0: got, he's got his own pressing plant, has So he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. Yeah. yeah. That,
2: so <laughs> on that cover of New Age that that you did that you were talking about, is that under yeah. your? Is that under Mackie or
0: which name is that? Uh, under? It just said it just says Mackie. I think it says Mackie Blitz on the back of it. Mackie Blitz. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can send you a load of links after to all this, which so you know, everything we've talked about. I'll, I'll fucking bombard you with links. That's fine. No, there it's you
2: all go. good. It's all good. Send the email. Well, are we are we ready to wrap it up? Are you ready to go, my friend? Better go I mean, to dinner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Better go out and hit 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 all the bright <laughs> yeah. lights of new mills, my friend.
0: Yep, yeah. back down what? the sewer, Tom. <laughs> yeah, you know.
1: Once again, I'm sorry I was late, guys, but it was yeah. real nice to meet you, man. I'm glad I was able to catch up at the catch up at the end there. So,
0: yeah. Cheers! Cheers for asking me to be on um, Oh, did I ask you? I can't remember. But anyway, it doesn't matter, man. Thanks. We're
1: glad to, we're glad to have you. You know, anytime we can announce that we're having a show with a guy who played on one of the greatest records of all time, that we we can live with that.
2: There you go, mate. Uh, you're, you're a living legend. See, That's yeah. how this works at least in our um, minds.
0: Okay. You're a legend in our minds, pal. <laughs> I'm blushing here, lads. I'm blushing.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, have a good night. And yeah, uh, thanks so much, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for doing it. Uh, Everybody, keep a little mark in your heart. Stay free. Smell you later. Smell you later, everybody.
4: Okay, that brings us to the end of another show. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember, keep a little mark in your heart, and we'll be back the same mark time, same mark channel. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Ah, ha, ha. Ever get the feeling you've been cheated? Good night. What a fucking rotter.